it's the spooky season again. Mm. It's time for our Halloween horror extravaganza. Ooh. Essentially, it's just us, you know, recommending books that she's true. Our show is a horrific event, so here we go. It's horrific. It's, mm. Every mm. show is horror, but this time we're going to do it. The books to back it. My, my first book that I want to talk about is by mm -hmm. Mr. Paul Tremblay. Ooh, Paul, nice. Full of ghosts. And, okay. and this book is is really a cool book because it it's uh yes it's a scary book and it talks about demonic possession but what it really does is it, it it's about this girl who is 23 and she's writing a book about her troubled childhood because 15 years earlier her sister marjorie was behaving in ways that the the family came to believe she was possessed Ooh. so what do they do in the 2000s? They create a reality TV show called The Possession. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, it's true. And and the show only lasts like a few episodes because it gets so out of hand. And this, and this is this is like a flash forward in time. And she's now like looking back and trying to put together what happened. So uh -huh. it's, it kind of has this dual timeline. But it, it really is awesome because it it not only is it is it truly a, a good horror story and it's but it's about like perception and and how we remember things and it also is like an indictment of pop culture god yes oh, nice beautiful and it's, it's it, he balances paul is is brilliant if you're not reading paul Tremblay, you need to be reading him i can't wait to read uh, the paul bears club which is his latest but uh head full of ghosts he, he balances all these different elements um and a lesser writer it, it would fall flat, but it's absolutely so well constructed. And um, it's, it's like nothing you've ever read. I, I know we say that every now and then, but this truly is like a really unique spin on the horror genre. Um, and again, it, it, it's, it's largely based in the reality of, uh, and the perception um, that we have as, as people and, and memory and all these, this the stew that comes together and it's, It'll leave you with a head full of ghosts. Ooh, dude, I uh, I wrote that down. Uh, I didn't even know that was on right? radar. That's that sounds really cool. I love the I love the whole the I love the whole story twist on like on, on how he presents that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> unique. It's so unique. Every, everything this guy writes is unique, but uh, this is reality TV. Uh, I was gonna say they made a reality TV show. That's right. I actually would want to see something like that with right. like. Well, and you know that's how it would go in today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, our kids possessed. Call a priest. Call a producer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sell it. Sell it. Oh, both. Are you taping? Yeah. Maybe the producer should be here first so that we get the priest entering the house. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, that's cool. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Um, are you good with that? Is that your uh is that yeah. your read here? Um well, since I'm the oldest here, I'm going to go old school because the, and I'm going to mention two. I won't go into great detail because a lot of people already kind of, you know, know where uh, the storyline goes. But I I grew up a huge Ray Bradbury fan. Um, and, you know, I got into a lot of his sci-fi type stuff as a kid and then um, yep. happened across Something Wicked This Way Comes. And I want to say it was like 1960-something, like early 60s. And uh, it follows the life of two young boys who stumble across a carnival coming to town. And you start getting the carnies involved with Supernatural. It's 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 
kind of a nightmarish twist on horror slash fantasy. It's, um, mm -hmm. but the whole, I, the whole premise is, is these two boys are being targeted. Well, one in particular is being targeted by uh, the, the lead uh, antagonist. I'd have to look up his name, um, Mr. Dark. And uh, he's targeted these boys to join the, the, join the, the carnival. And the only way to join the carnival is you'd be tricked into it and then you can never leave. Huh. And, and there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of horror elements, but it's also kind of fantasy in a way. And it's it's scary because you, you're, you're following these young boys and you're just the angst of knowing that these two young boys are being targeted and how they kind of work their way through it and out of it is um, is kind of really gut wrenching in a way. One of the great uh, titles of all time, too. Yeah. Right. I think it was based on a poem. Yeah, uh, by the pricking of my thumbs. Yeah, breaking, double prick my thumbs. Um, so um, that something wicked this way comes. I read when I was pretty close to their age, and it scared mm -hmm. the bejesus out of me. The other one is a no-brainer, and the movie did it justice, right? The Exorcist. It was a 1971, I think it was William Blatley? Blatty? Yeah, William Peter Blatty. Like, um, you know, you start mixing in you know religion and the whole idea of possession and things like yeah. that in a way and so obviously the movie scared the crap out of me but you know and for all of us readers we know that the books are 99 percent of the time as good or better than than anything they've put out there and so again reading kind of this slow burn on this possession and how they try to save her and, and you throw in you know the religious aspect and you know the demonic possessions Ugh, like those two books for me were some really formative early horror reads that even as a you know older adult still like i can't think of anything else that scares me more than those two yeah i i have always been more terrified by the the, the spiritual element than the big man with a knife or an axe it's like yeah, when, right. I, when, when i would go see halloween or or i mean halloween's a great movie Friday right 13, it didn't scare me in, on the level on the on the existential level yeah you know. maybe it was just our religious upbringing that kind of added that Probably. that that extra product in there but holy crap yeah two, yep. two, like the two like two uh themes sto like stories are that really scare the crap out of me are um like contagion like the bacteria virus stuff that kills you because you can't really fight against it yep. and the demonic possession the satan stuff because yeah. yeah definitely as a kid who went to catholic school right and that stuff being into my brain like that right, scares exactly. me which is why it's a good segue because i wanted to talk about these two crazy what books you got? um you got? so it's the the uh an exorcist tells his story hmm. and an exorcist more stories this is the follow-up to this these books came out um they were originally published in the early 90s uh in italian and so they're by they're by father gabriel amorth and they're kind of like autobiography so that's not fiction oh, um okay. which is these were some of the scariest crazy things it's like some of the scariest books i ever read so uh father amorth was an italian roman catholic priest uh he was the chief exorcist for the vatican wow. and he performed allegedly he, you know he, he says he's performed a hundred thousand exorcisms Jeez. um so i think i read these I remember hearing about these because I was like all into reading about demonic possession just because I was very curious about it. Uh, I think I picked these up around the turn 
of the century around t- like 2000, 2001, 2002 and devoured them. So anyway, so it's a, uh, uh, demonic stories, uh, the rituals, like the impacts on the people and the demons, right? Like the suffering and everything that the people feel, but also the demons that when they're going through the exorcism and, uh, it's kind of like how he did everything. So it's like exorcism 101. So hmm. it's, it's really not meant to scare or it's not gory. Um, but what it does is sh- it showcases like his extensive experience as an exorcist. Wow. And when I tell you as a Catholic God fearing man, the, these were utterly frightening, <laughs> but if you, if you don't believe demonic activity, you just, you're going to have a hard time with these books. Like, uh, so it's, you know, if you don't believe any of that stuff, don't bother reading them. But if you do, um, you'll, you'll love these. Like in well, a freaky, scary way. As much as you sin, it's got to scare you. I, right. I mean, you are on the verge <laughs> daily. We've all seen your interviews. <laughs> right. Right. But here's here's the crazy thing. I I remember uh, hearing that they were going to be making a movie about this because it's oh, a really cool story. No kidding. Um. So I went and looked because I was like, ah, I don't remember if anything was made. Uh. And there were there was talk about Russell Crowe starring in it. Wow. Looks like they did make it. It's in post-production. It's going to come out in April of 2023. It's called nope. The Pope's Exorcist. Wow. Cool. So, All right. I got those. Uh, I do have another one. Okay. Or, Sean, do you have another Bring one? Bring it out. Bring it out. No, I was just going to say, um, speaking of Mike's classics, um, Frankenstein. If you, if you haven't read Frankenstein, I mean, because I think a lot of people have just seen the movies and have never bothered to read the book. It's right. actually a really compelling story. And it's it, the horror in it. And Mike said this before we go. A lot of the horror in it is is the people. It's it's the it's society and how they react to something different. There's there's a lot of themes about, you know, how we react to something we don't understand. And right. Right. We just demonize everything that we don't agree with or don't and understand. It, it's also obviously about the hubris of science and, and medicine mm. and, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. But one of my favorite things about this is has nothing to do with the, well, it has everything to do with the book, but it it's just the, the story behind the making, how, how um, Mary Shelley and Perse Lice Shelley and the other poet, I can't remember, drawn a blank. But anyway, they, they were having basically an, a slumber party and they had a competition and it was like, okay, everybody go off and, and write a story, a scary story to try to scare us, each other. And she went off and essentially wrote the bones of Frankenstein overnight <laughs> and, um, and basically retold the story. And of course she expanded upon it, I'm sure at, you know, later, but, uh, yeah. Everything that really makes up Frankenstein, she wrote at a slum, essentially a slumber party to scare the other writers. I just think that's a cool story. That's maybe, that. Maybe, that's maybe brilliant. We have a slumber party, and we all try to write. A, <laughs> we I tried that. Classic <laughs> slumber. I didn't. I felt very. Un- I felt. That. I felt very uncomfortable with Mike's story during that slumber party. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Well, and Sean was too said- busy fishing at midnight to go write his name. That's like- that's actually the title of my story. It's fishing at midnight. Um, it's horrific. It gets- oh, I think I have pictures of that. Yeah, we've got many pictures and videos. Where are Sean? Where are you? Sean, turn off the lights. <laughs> so, Chris, you had another book. What's I did. Yo, it's quickly. Pivot, pivot. Uh, so, here's the other one, right? Uh, the Devil Takes You Home by Gabino Inglesias, who I think at some point we should probably maybe invite on the show, maybe talk Thanks. to him because mm. he's got some really 
really good stories out there. Um, so he's an award-winning author, um, which I didn't realize, or he was like, he's been nominated for some of the top, like the, the Bram Stoker yeah. award, Anthony, the Locust award. So like he writes some really cool stuff. So this is a dark noir story of a desperate man. His name's Mario. He's tormented by bad fortune. He's haunted by the loss of a child. You get that pretty early in the story hmm. um, that leads to a failed marriage. He's having all types of like money issues and whatnot. But there's a supernatural aspect of the story that's intertwined with the criminal underworld that he gets pulled into um, that really got me hooked. Um, and but like what really what really like stunned me and what the part it's 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 in the beginning, obviously, is the moment that Mario, he sees worms crawling out of the head of a man he had just been hired to to to, to kill. Um, and, you know, the you're not supposed to have worms inside a living person. Well, the person just died, but like the worms just come out. It's, I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? Um, and so that just compelled me to keep reading. So it's, it, the story, it's filled with, with grief, poverty, racism. Um, it's written in first person point of view. So you get as readers, you get a really close personal view of the graphic violence. Like it's, it's pretty graphic. And what was the title um, again there, Chris? So the devil takes you home. I mean, the, and the cover is really, yeah, really compelling. Mm. It's a really good cover. Nice. Um, and and obviously the title is really really good. Yeah. So one one of the interesting things is um so so some of the internal narration because it's first person point of view, it's in Spanish. So you'll see all of a sudden you'll see words that are written in Spanish, and I found that really interesting. Um, my Spanish was kind of good enough to get you know, to translate it. But there were some, I was like, oh, I want to know the exact tra translation for this. So I would like stop and, and Google translate and be like, oh yeah, that's really cool. But hmm. so anyway, so he, he's really talented. He's a gifted author and he really pulls no punches with this story. And I think people are going to really like the criminal aspect of it, the supernatural aspect of it. Um, and the social so, commentary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. awesome. Sweet. Well, well, on that note, uh, that's our uh, terrifying, terrifying Halloween. Uh, yes, Halloween. Um, you know, recommendations, and uh, we we will try to bring more horror to you each show. As and I we, promise you, we do. We will if I horrify <laughs> you at least once a show. <laughs> if I'm on it, it'd be horrific. Maybe, mm, yeah, maybe a little bit. All right. Mike will edit some horrific uh, He does all the time. He edits it all out. I really appreciate that. Half the stuff doesn't even show up. Oh, it's so bad. I would look really stupid. And that's saying something. <laughs> well, happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, happy Halloween. Have a good holiday, folks.